Plex is gonna share your personal viewing habits. Google says those lumps are fine. And is this NVIDIA's endgame? To get you to stop using GPUs? Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going Kyle. over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast this Wednesday, November 29, 2023. Doesn't throw me off anymore. I know it's coming. 2023. I had a treat. <laughs> We're gonna start off today talking about an update that Plex happened to make that went under the radar for a lot of people. They want to start sharing all of the things that you're viewing with your friends. They want they want your friends to know what you're watching. It's good <laughs> stuff. The only problem with all of this, they're discover together feature that's trying to capture the water cooler effect is that number one it doesn't share your content with anybody it just shares what you happen to watch over the past week it's a new week in review feature for the discover together situation and it's opt out so if you're friends with people on plex and you happen to be watching some things that you don't want anybody to know about they're still gonna know about it unless you go in and opt out of this feature it's like a worse version of what spotify does i already get called out if I'm like listening to a weird song I'll think man it's a good thing nobody knows I'm listening to this and then I'll just get sent a screenshot on discord because you can see like your Facebook friends on Spotify what they're listening you to. can yeah oh did you connect your Facebook to Spotify yeah okay so that explains it and this this also like brings up an intriguing conversation point for me which is I don't connect those things to my social media mm -hmm. like if I had a Plex setup which I don't because I don't store any local media. I wouldn't share it with anybody. I don't want anybody to know what I got or well, what I'm doing greedy. or what's going on. You can't know what I'm listening to on Spotify. I can. No. Well, yeah, you Mostly can just like walk you over. sit beside me. Yeah, you go over to my computer and look at what's mm -hmm. happening on Spotify. But turns out that there is a little bit of like overblown features. So if you happen to be using your Plex situation for some X-rated entertainment, and I'm not talking about Twitter. The X Games. Yes. It has to be on IMDb for them to share it. So unless it's one of the features where they actually, you know, put it out there and made sure that all of the participants in said activity were credited, it likely won't show up on your friend's feed. But it could and you have to opt out so pay attention to that and you know make sure i mean or just you know share with the world yeah. whatever you're doing i don't want you or my wife to know that i have been watching 80 for brady over and over again for the last six weeks straight is that x-rated no <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be though those no. old women are no. very no very no that way no about i forgot Tom about brady. the x-rated joke <laughs> you just you turned it into something it wasn't supposed to be but what is supposed to be is today's video sponsor. Today's video is sponsored by Morgan & Morgan. I'm recently coming off the year of most driving that I've ever done, over 20,000 miles this year. And I saw some incredible sights on the way to California, on the way to New York, on the way to Vancouver. But during all of that driving, you guys were there with me on the live streams. We also saw some really bad driving practices as well. I'm always worried on our drive streams about getting into an accident. But thankfully, I know the one thing I wouldn't be daunted by is the process of getting an injury claim submitted if that were to ever happen. And while I thankfully didn't have to use them, with Morgan & Morgan submitting an injury claim is so easy. Morgan & Morgan has modernized the injury law process so you can submit a claim and have it reviewed by a lawyer without ever having to leave the couch. You can sign documents, upload pictures, share medical records, and doctor's bills all from your phone. You can even text message your attorney and case manager without having to go into an office. 
When you're injured in an accident, hiring an attorney is one of the first things you should do. And with Morgan & Morgan, submitting a claim is so easy. More than 3 million people have trusted Morgan & Morgan when they were injured in an accident. If you're ever in an accident, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. You can submit a claim in eight clicks or less, and you can have America's largest injury law firm fighting for you. You can get started at forthepeople.com forward slash UFD or dial pound law. That's pound 529 from yourself. Big thanks to Morgan & Morgan for sponsoring today's video. Well, Kyler, if you want to look up 80 for Brady to find out the plot of it, you can do so now on a new internet browser. An airplane. Oh. You could do it Close. on an airplane. That's where I saw 80 for Brady the most was when we were traveling to Computex in South Africa. So many people watched half of that movie. I'm included in that. <laughs> but turns out Samsung is bringing its mobile browser over to PC. You can now get Samsung internet on Windows. That's in a case, weird way to say it. In case you want it, you can use it. It's really not anything special, and it appears that it's like very Chrome-based. I'm not clear yet whether or not it's a Chromium-based application, but also they screenshotted their own situation on Chrome. So, you know, they're not they're not building this out to be anything special. It exists now. So now you got the major players, Chrome, Firefox, Safari, and Samsung. <laughs> you got Samsung. But Google's major play is being in the smartphones. Did you know this? And they're lumpy. They're in the military? Lumpy? Major play? Ah, I see what you did. Mm -hmm. Good old How I Met Your Mother reference. You don't get that, you're a Zoomer. Anyways, turns out that Never the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro screens get little bumps and lumps in them. Uh-huh. And yeah. this happens I knew to that. Be, you didn't? I did not. I was not Nobody, aware of this. You guys didn't know that? I knew that. And I'm turns joking. out that these divots in the OLED panel happen because of normal reasons. Google says that this is not a problem, and it's yeah. not in use in specific lighting conditions. You can see this. You can also feel it, according to some people who have touch it especially if you take a look at some teardowns like on jerry rig everything you'll notice that the back side of the actual oled screen has these little indents and it's all coming from little screws and little gizmos on the inside turns out that the way google designed the panel makes it so that you got a lumpy display is it really a big deal probably not no but it doesn't scream high quality listen i and des is gonna hear me say this but i don't get the pixel thing i don't know why people stand behind it so passionately I think it's because the stock Android experience is so much better than what the other like flagships have. Like Samsung's launcher is just terrible and was always a overloaded experience for the longest time. And it used to be that you could get the Google Play edition, which came with stock Android. And people remember those so fondly, like the HTC One M8. When that was a Google Play edition, people went bananas for that phone. It was great. But there's no other phone that really kind of... I mean, there are more phones that emulate it, but still, like, I don't want Samsung. I just don't want an Android, I guess. That you strike me very much as an iPhone user. Yeah. You reek of it. And hmm. Google's reeking of more problems than just a bumpy, lumpy phone. They also got some bumpy, lumpy storage. Google Drive users reporting that their files are just straight up disappearing. Google did say that they're clearing out legacy emails this recently. Is, this is disconnected. Potentially, oh. it may be connected. They haven't come out. They weren't supposed to do this. They were supposed to clear out legacy emails. And it turns out 
that they know that this is happening and they essentially give you a way to not make it worse. So here's what you can do. Do not click disconnect account from within drive on desktop. Do not delete or move the app folder. And if you have room on your hard drive, they recommend making a copy of the app data folder because it still could potentially get deleted. So if you're using Google Drive to store sensitive information, potentially don't do that right now. Find, find another backup that you could have in order to make sure that you are safe and your data is as well. Or just ride the wave, man. What happens, happens. <laughs> You didn't I, need it. See, I'm usually the one who says that kind of stuff, but I also know that like there are some things that are mission critical and could ruin your life if right you lose them. The way. <laughs> but then if if it is that way, you should probably have them backed up in like 80,000 locations, like in a nuclear bunker somewhere. You shouldn't just have it on drive anyways. What are you trust Google for? Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm trusting Reese for deals. Yo, welcome back to UFT Deals, bringing the hottest tech deals out on the internet. And hey, we're starting off today with Deepcool's LS520SE AIO CPU liquid cooler, which you can pick up for only $71.09 with the included promo code making it $18.90 off. But then next up, we have the Be Quiet Pure Power 12M 750 watt 80 plus gold fully modular power supply going for only $84.50, making it $35 off. And then last but not least, you are spoiled if you live near a micro center because you can pick up an AMD Ryzen 7 7800X3D for only $339.99, making it $110 off. And with that, the deals are done. You can find these and more linked in the video description down below. But until next time, I'm gonna hand you off back to Brett and Kyler for the rest of your hot news. Cheers. Got a bad deal. Reese gave you the good ones. Not just the Cybertruck that raised the price. No, I, no, I didn't see that coming. You didn't? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, it turns no, out it's not the purchase price of the vehicle that changed. It's actually the deposit price of the vehicle no. that changed. So typically, Tesla vehicles have always been available for pre-order at a thousand dollars but elon and co knew that the cybertruck wasn't coming out anytime soon so they made the deposit a hundred bucks turns out over two million people like that it gave tesla a huge loan for free mm -hmm. and no vehicle in sight but as of a couple days ago they raised the price from 100 to 250 shocking and then they put it back because people got upset yeah so did that nullify the pre the existing no pre-orders? No, it would just be for new ones. My okay. guess is they're going to switch it over after the deliveries take place. Because even if you put a deposit down on a Cybertruck right now, you're still not getting it for years. Especially if you know, even no, they're one, about to come out. Even if one percent of those pre-orders convert, they're not making enough to even fulfill those orders. They are coming out. At I know. The end of the year. That's tomorrow. What no, tomorrow's the delivery event. I thought it was the beginning of December. November thirtieth is technically the beginning of December in a roundabout way. That's tomorrow. Oh, uh, tomorrow when the video comes out. Don't ruin the illusion. <laughs> we film these a day ahead of time. Stop it. Well, Google delivered on a promise. They now have geothermal energy actually running at one of their data centers in Nevada. Carbon-free electricity. CFE is going to be happening with the geothermal plant, and it's part of Google trying to get its data centers powered by carbon-free emissions by 2030, so they're moving forward on that. And the company that they're licensing all of this from is actually building another geothermal situation that's going to be able to bring 3.5 megawatts of electricity to 2,600 homes in Utah. It's working on that. But I don't live in Utah. Nevada, Utah, they're all getting geothermal energy. They're making it happen. Data centers being powered on it. And you don't need to frack nothing to get all that energy. That sounds pretty fracking cool to me. <laughs> Nailed it. You know what's not pretty fracking cool though, Kyler? People want graphics cards, but uh -huh. NVIDIA wants to make AI chips, and uh -huh. AMD is busy making power-hungry buggy messes. Yes. Which, one of the comments in yesterday's Hot News was, what did AMD do to hate you, make you hate them so much? And I think people ignored the fact that the first half of Hot News was me praising AMD for what they're coming out with on the CPU side, and then 
I talked about how the mobile GPU was really great, but it was just a buggy power mess, which is factually true. I don't hate it. It's great. It's powerful. It's performance. It just got issues. Anyways, so like does you're Nvidia. Just blindly hating on them? Blindly, yes, that yeah. is exactly what's happening. But I do see a future that is playing out before our eyes because the new game bundle that's actually happening on the RTX 40 series is that if you buy a 4060 and up to a 4090, they will give you three months of PC Game Pass to use with GeForce Now Priority. So you just bought, think about this with me, a $2,000 graphics card because 4090s aren't selling at MSRP right now, and they want you to play on their cloud streaming service. Why would they want that, Kyler? Uh give you something cool to chew on for a little bit? So the possibility, which is something I have conspiratorially speculated on quite some time, is that Nvidia might be transitioning to trying to get some of more of the lower level customers to switch over to cloud streaming so that they have subscription revenue and they can run it off of beefier cards and they don't have to sell direct to consumer anymore. Okay. That's all I got. I thought you said one of your theories. That's the main one I have. The other one is that there's no good games coming out, so they got no good game <laughs> bundle, so they had to figure out something here. But it's just very strange. You're spending $1,000 plus in a lot of situations to have a local machine, and they say, hey, stream on something that is probably not as good as your system that you are literally building right now. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like if, if you buy an Xbox Series X, and they're like, hey, you get streaming on a Series S for free with that. You're not going to use it. So why are you giving it away? Unless you were trying to just get people in your user install base. I feel like people who are spending money on hardware are not in that much of an overlap with the game streaming, like Correct. cloud streaming crowd. Up until the portal came out, <laughs> I have not ever- You mean ever... the greatest device of this generation? Yes. That just happens to be sitting on the hot new set? Yep. Up until this thing came out, I never even considered cloud gaming as an option. You're still not cloud gaming on the portal. Remote gaming of any kind. Yeah. Gaming over a network. Yeah. Where like your input is hindered by your connection speed. And that's mostly because I feel like I grew up without internet for the most part. <laughs> so whenever I see things like GeForce Now, sorry. whenever I see things like GeForce Now, I don't even think of it as like a real thing. And I'm sorry. I think of it at like Stadia where I'm like, who is- Did you just apologize to me for Stadia? Who is actually using this? No, nobody. That's why it shut down. That's why, like it feels to me like they're trying to just fudge numbers for GeForce Now. And this is, this could be like a ploy for Microsoft to try to get people even more dependent on Game Pass. Yeah. You paying it? Are you listening? What? You let, you were, um. I'm spider wing. I think you accidentally turned that on and you're playing it instead of doing I'm in Central Park. All right, while well, I ignored you, let's not ignore the comments. Let's look at Motion Nerf saying, I think it's more likely Apple would express interest in the air jets, examine them, then rip them off and act like they invented them. LOL. I feel like that is way more difficult than just buying the company if you're Apple. Yeah, the company's not, <laughs> the, I think they're estimated to be worth 150, $150 million. Apple has that in cash. Mm -hmm. Like they're probably, like that's they how just, much Tim Cook's personal business toilet costs. That's what they took out of the dryer. Exactly. Stuck in the lint Additionally, trap. like typically Apple doesn't act like that. I'm not gonna say that Apple doesn't have a history of potentially ripping off smaller companies, but also what Apple does, on the regular is that they buy the parts 
to make those things and then talk about how they put those things in their stuff and why that's great and revolutionary for them. They don't talk about anybody else, but when, you know, the iPhone 15 or the iPhone Pros got 120 hertz LTPO screen that could go down to 10 hertz, they weren't talking about the fact that they were the first ones to do it. They were just talking about why it was a big deal to them. And they didn't steal that tech. They just purchased a supplier agreement with a parts supplier. Like another company is making those displays and they are paying them for it. If that happened, if there's a competitor to Airjet and that's who Apple happens to go with and then they talk about it, you can't say Apple ripped off Airjet. They paid the company that made it. Can I just say, I don't like how close Airjet sounds to Inkjet. I keep thinking we're talking about printers. You print the air. You print the cooling capacity. You print... D's Nicholas Lennon saying, I like the idea of AMD applying its 3D cache tech down to more AM4 offerings. The 5800X3D truly changed the CPU landscape and the AM4 platinum form will continue to be one of the cheap gaming power for a few years longer. You almost said that sentence correctly. Be one of cheap gaming power for a few years longer, what did I say? Okay, great. <laughs> Sometimes I read wrong. Anyways, I agree. I would love if we had a Ryzen 3 with X3D. But you know why they won't do it? Because you get a $99 chip that can get 90% of what a 5800X3D can do, and people will just buy that. Mm -hmm. And then where's the margin? Where's AMD making the money? They're not. They gotta sell the expensive ones. AMD still does anti-competitive stuff, I promise you. It would consume too little Not anti-competitive, anti-consumer. Sorry, I misspoke. It, it would consume too little power? Too little power. So it would shut down because yeah. it's just not receiving enough. Yeah, no, I, de I definitely understand that. I already moved saying Kyler is so delightfully awkward. Hey, hey! It's almost like he says exactly what I'm thinking. As agents of chaos go, Kyler is like a perfect cup of hot cocoa with a glob of cool whip on top. Mm. You expect it to be whipped cream, but oh no, it's hydrogenated vegetable oil. Yeah. You don't think you like it, but in some twisted and weird way, it kind of sticks to you. I love Cool Whip and I love Eve One. Ram845 saying, Air Jets, the next big thin in solid state coolant. Imagine a desktop variant. I could see them in mini PCs once they improve them higher performance APUs incoming. They are in mini PCs already. The Zotac Z-Box actually already has one. A desktop variant, uh, at least based on how the Air Jet Mini is and is performing, they needed three of them to properly cool the MacBook Air. So that tells me that they are not incredibly performant. Like they would have to make like an Air Jet jumbo. Yeah, what if you just get like, Seven million of them. <laughs> that would do it. That what would, uh, if? What if we just covered the entirety of the surface of a PC case, mm -hmm. and then the PC case is an air jet? Yes. But why don't we just do this to the Earth, and that way we don't need to cool anything. Exactly, because it's just cold all of the time. Why don't we make air conditioners out of this stuff? Why don't we air condition the sky? Yeah. Why don't we just make it's too hot? The ground someplace. vibrate just enough to. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. Ahmed saying, for Airjet, I would be happy if they did that in a handheld. Steam Deck with Airjet would be overkill and they could put a bigger CPU so it can be cooled better. No, it's not going to work better than a fan. The advantage of an Airjet right now is yes, it should technically help with slimming down the size, but also it helps with noise. You have less noise. But a Steam Deck, those APUs, the Airjet, unfortunately, the solid state cooling is not at a place where it's going to be able to handle a 15 to 25 to 45 watt APU. It's just not there. You need multiple ones of them in order 
order to get it to work properly. I would love to see more. This is like a future hope, not with a, they're currently there. But the Max Awesome did have a good idea saying AirJet should work with framework. The user community is already 99% tinkerers enthusiasts who would likely enjoy the chance to DIY a fanless cooling solution. Maybe only for the larger framework 16, which would have clearance for the air channeling, or maybe for both. A fanless silent next generation framework 1316 with the Ryzen 8000 series chips that could be an awesome MacBook Air Pro competitor, especially if the AirJet cooling is modular and not ungodly expensive. Couple things here. I absolutely agree with you on the framework thing. I think that market sector very closely aligns. The issue isn't the clearance for the air channeling because the MacBook Air can have that. It's the precision of necessary clearance for the air channeling that, that happens to be a problem. Additionally, the Framework 16 has to be out. The air jets just aren't powerful enough to really do it unless you have a ton of them. It has to be a U-series, more APU style, lower end hardware. Framework 13 makes a lot more sense than a Framework 16. Maybe we'll get somewhere else eventually. Etcha saying, Apple is probably happy with the differentiation they currently have with the lineup. Bringing a MacBook up to the MacBook Pro performance levels means they will sell less MacBook Pros. Still a cool proof of concept. I saw this comment dozens of times yesterday, all right? Many people made this point of, Apple would never want to do this because the MacBook Air would be like the MacBook Pro. The only flaw in that discussion that you're having is that they stopped selling the MacBook Pro. They got rid of it. They got rid of the 13 inch MacBook Pro with the latest generation. So now you can get a MacBook Air in the, I believe it's 13 inches, might be 11 inches and 15 inches. And you can get the MacBook Pro in 14 and 16 inches. And that one happens to have the base level chip, but they could just stop selling it with the base level chip like they had the previous generations. Apple already got rid of that product differentiation. So now it is MacBook Air or high level MacBook Pro, whereas the 13 inch MacBook Pro never made any sense when the new M chips came around for the MacBook Air. So this, they wouldn't want that, but they already solved that problem. They could absolutely cool down the MacBook Air and make it faster and fanless, and it still wouldn't step on the toes of the MacBook Pros. I say put the fans in the MacBook Airs. Yeah? Give me a big old loud fan, mm -hmm. please. Oh my gosh, Kaya, I love you so much. You're amazing. Look at you. Oh, you're so good at hot news. You're like the perfect amount of chaos. This is the greatest thing ever. Oh, I love to see you in person. Because oh. I was a loud fan you of you. You were a loud yeah. fan. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'll see you back here for hot news tomorrow. I hope I never do that again. <laughs>